and welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me is my co-host, Tenet McDonald. On the ones and twos, the wheels of steel, Thaddeus J. McKee. Slap happy where where. And a very special guest with us in studio, Sarah Pop-Tarts Huntington. Welcome to back to the program. I was wondering if you were going to say Sarah Pop-Tarts <laughs> or Sarah Huntington. <laughs> if you said Sarah Huntington, uh, well, they're not going to know that. So. Yeah, well, that's not that's yet to come. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall, the, the magic and mystery of this podcast. Uh, Sarah, welcome back to the program. Real quick, I do want to say... Uh, let's. Can we give a shout out to the guy that does our uh, theme song? Because he just had a, a a new single drop, right? Oh, that's right. Uh, Eugene Tombs. Yeah, at Eugene Tombs on on Instagram, social media, killing it. He's got a lot of projects going on right now. Like every time I talk to him, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm working on this project. Oh, here's a duo project that I'm doing." Like he's working with everybody in Fort Wayne. He's a good. He's a good dude. Yeah, he he dropped a a breakup uh, a breakup banger, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been a while since I was in a breakup space. But it's, I love a good breakup banger. Mm-hmm. I love a good breakup anthem. You I know? like a confrontational that I can twerk mm-hmm. to. Yeah, and like it was, and it's weird because I haven't heard a breakup banger recently. Like with our kind of new vocabulary, so it was kind of like he would kind of talk shit and be like I don't mean against all women. <laughs> 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 wow, man, we're all growing. We're, <laughs> you want a less toxic breakup song? Yeah, yeah. Girl was such a bitch, not not in a derogatory way. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you know what? I shouldn't be calling you that. I do need that pushback. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, I wrote a breakup anthem years ago, and it did not age well. I, oh, I will not even be saying the name of the song. Oh man, when I you say like a breakup anthem, what kind of toxicity are we talking? Are we talking like? Eminem toxic, or we're we talking the weekend toxic. Uh, it was definitely more Eminem inspired. I'll tell you this: yeah. I wrote it whilst crying, so <gasps> so tears were hitting the paper. Oh baby, and making like a making a tie dye of my pain as I was writing it. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> I've drunkenly that. written a poem in an arcade bathroom after a. <laughs> In an arcade bathroom. Yep, I was in Salem, Massachusetts, and I was feeling some type of way. Uh. Break up with you in the arcade? No, <laughs> they did not. <laughs> like, I just hey, uh, you're not that good at Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> this isn't gonna work out. <laughs> like. Be, being sad and artsy is the worst. Because <laughs> like, then the moment you're like, I'm so fucking deep. It's like that Rihanna interview. Just like, oh my god, somebody just listen to my stuff, and I'm so deep, and just tears pour out of you. But no, I used to post my poems on Facebook. Oh, I remember. Oh, and then, yeah, I did it not that long ago on Instagram. And then I was like, you got to stop doing this shit. Did you guys not good for your brand? (laughs) So you you guys are a bit younger. So you had Facebook like from since childhood, probably. Right. Um, I would say high school. High school. Okay. Yeah. Did you did when you were I mean, that's the worst time to get it. Did you get it? Were you a vague bookers? Did you like. How was I? What I vaguely post about my feelings. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't vague at all. (laughs) very open <laughs> so i had this thing there was a thing called live journal that oh, was like the live precursor journal. to facebook yes. and it was just like i didn't realize that social media was gonna like be a thing it just right. like i knew a girl who was like into the internet and like so she would do live journal and i was like what is it and she was like oh it's just like a journal but there's like a group of friends that can see it but you can like write your thoughts down and they can like comment on it and I was like, oh, that's cool. But it was like a circle of like 20 people that you knew. And uh, I remember having like a breakup and then just writing 
like the most indirect heinous shit that I could about this person that obviously everyone knew who I was talking about. It's such a red flag. They're like, I think our friend might be bad. And then, and then, uh, and then she directly called me out and I was like, that's not even about you. That's, ah! like, that's, so that's real cute. Ah! Baby, let me just tell you <laughs> what you know about fucking. Okay, there's two internet spaces that were prior to this, but around the same time. Like, oh, like oh. Friendster? Also, yes, but not MySpace? Vampirefreaks.com. Oh, God. And what? Tumblr, bitch. Tumblr. Oh, yeah. Tumblr. Let me it just... was just sad stuff and sex. <laughs> you are not wrong. It was sad stuff and it was gifts of porn. Yeah. Um, like so much gaping and spitting. I think my brain got rewired during Tumblr. What? There was one time I sat next to a girl in college and uh, she was like opening up our laptop and her Tumblr was up and it was just a girl just going in sucking a dick just back and forth and she was like i am so sorry there's something about black and white porn when it's in a gift form it's very fancy (laughs) black and white and they always put the weekend lyrics over it like like and like just the caption or like the caption is some weekend lyrics like i I left my girl back home while someone is sucking a dick (laughs) oh my god i was so horny and so sad i would spend hours on tumblr while watching the l word at the same time i how did i survive you know the weird uh, um a phase that I went through where it was like, um, I was like, to think of this was purely for uh, comedic entertainment. This was not like a kink or anything that I was like getting that kind of enjoyment from. But I would sync up hardcore pornography with like, um, like 50s, like doo wop music. <laughs> and it's just like. It, there's just, just for fun? There's just, like, there's just something about, like, a gangbang going on to, like, Mr. Sandman or, like, you know, you just think, like, it's, just like, it's just, like, upbeat, <laughs> like, like, oldies. <laughs> upbeat oldies and then, like, hardcore <laughs> pornography <laughs> at the same time. It's just, like... <laughs> It's like no matter what two things you take, they they sync up perfectly. Oh my god! Somebody used to do that with. Um, we all know who Bonnie Rotten is. We're adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we know gaping, gaping queen sure, of the yeah. Lord. Someone took one of Usher's most romantic songs, slow over all her scenes, and it's just like y'all chose over. It's on a loop. Yeah, you can kind of find it on up. You literally sync up going to the chapel and going to get married to any pornography and it's hilarious oh my god i'm fucking dead what a delight i think i would like it more <laughs> i really do i like the art there's yeah a, there's a sweetness to it there's a sweetness. it's the same reason like on tiktok i think you like have definitely come across it where someone takes scenes from tv shows <laughs> <Pun> intended <laughs> and they like almost like overly romanticize a small scene from a tv show and they have like one of the hit songs playing over and you're like, and they slow down the scene. You're like, this is intense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you remember how like every, uh, like teen drama like that would always end with like a popular song and everybody would just be like looking pensively out a window or something at the end of the episode. (laughs) We remember (laughs) all the good times. Together. <laughs> it's like where's that bitch like at? Sarah would be like packing up a box. Dad's like looking out a window. Are you describing the OC? You're yes. like you're like finishing up like writing in a diary or something. <laughs> I'm like falling asleep in a chair. We are. This has been a knee slapper of an episode. <laughs> Where do we start with? That? Um. So I w- I want to start with something I'm very excited about because I'm going to say nice things about you guys, but I want to say it very. I'm excited that I'm going to be. Opening up for comedian Kelsey Cook at Helium Comedy yeah. Club oh this God. weekend. Very excited. What? It's literally all labeled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's 
That sounds about right. I I so I had this thing where I was like I was I was getting get a little bit jealous that people were just being able to open up. For, I just wanted to open up for somebody. I'm lucky anytime I get booked for anything. I just want to open up for someone that I know. Someone, someone you know, who I know who they are. Seasoned. That's that's it. Like someone where, like they I don't even have to be able to tell people and they go, Oh, I don't care if you know who they are. I just want to know who they are. I know who they are. That's how I felt about like opening up for Alonzo Bowden. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I know who they are because I was telling one of my best friends and she's like, Who? I'm like, fucking goddamn it, woman. Why didn't you watch Comedy Central late at night? But then I uh I uh, also so I just listened to a podcast with her and uh your friend uh Hannah. Uh, bur- burner, burner, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how I felt when I opened up for her. I was like, Ugh! like that's so fucking cool because it was like the first time where it was like someone where they matched me up with someone where I was like, no, like this could present an opportunity to me, like yep. mm-hmm. someone that we're very similar. We have like good chemistry. We have good chemistry, <laughs> uh, like joke wise, and just like felt so nice to actually be with someone and not just like a comic that I like don't really know. And I have to first night just figuring out what their jokes are like. So you can kind of make sure you're meshing with mm-hmm. them. And I've never been more jealous than you and Ben Polizzi on that show because I didn't know her at like, it wasn't like I wanted to be on that show with her, but like your guys' group chemistry and just like how you guys all like went and hung out the whole weekend. And then like you guys were writing like sad goodbyes to each other after it was done. I was like, I've never had anything close to that experience. At the time I was only opening up for conservative comics who would just say wild stuff. One guy said the N word in front of me. And then it was just like, do you want to go out afterwards? And I was like, not really. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I will say she invited us back in October. So we're going to be uh, at Zany's in Chicago on October 8th. That's so I love fun. that so much. So we're having a little reunion. That's a very special moment, especially someone you kind of like almost aspire to be, especially if you like both attract the same kind of audience members. You're like, yeah. oh, this is going to be a fun fucking show. This is everything the blue collar comedy tour taught us about. <laughs> but it was like her, Ben, me. It was just like, oh, that's perfect. perfect. You guys are beautiful. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. It's so beautiful. Everyone's going to be too sweaty. Now, real quick, speaking of Ben Polizzi, uh, have you guys all current on FBoy Island? I'm sorry, I'm not. I think I watched episode seven. I think, I think I'm current. Yeah, we could we could spoil. So the no, I'm not no spoilers. I'm just it's, don't tell him I didn't the, watch it. The, the the last episode is next week. I'm all caught up. Uh, one, it's just one of our friends is local comedian Ben Polizzi. If you don't know who he is, baby boy, I, you must be living in a cave. Yeah, um, but it's it <laughs> it's so exciting to watch one of your friends on HBO <laughs> and then it's like he became the comedy comic relief of the show I love that for him like he like, deserves that well, yeah the other dudes on there are li- like boring here. there's like a couple that are like at least fun but Ben definitely like is an actual comedian and you yeah. can tell you know when he did this, the smartest thing ever he said when he first got to the hotel before they started recording or anything he just watched all the hot dudes get checked in and was just like that guy's on the show and then just started writing roast jokes <gasps> So he came in with an arsenal of jokes about everyone on the show and then just waited for them to do something wrong. And then was just like, this guy, blah, blah, blah. Like it just came off the cuff of his head. No, he had a book of bangers ready to go for everybody. (laughs) That boy's a fucking genius. And also, does he have a P.O. box for me to send an edible arrangement? (laughs) Because that's very fucking smart, especially with live. I mean, obviously... Um, like reality TV, it's very fixed. It's very has wrestling vibes. Yeah, and you kind of have to cue into that. And oh my god, what a fuck! Yeah, yeah, I was I was so excited. But on the other hand, so 
the, we were all kind of like, like the first time I saw him, like after the show, everybody was, you know, busting his balls in an open mic for being on a, you know, a reality TV show, mm-hmm. being on a dating show called Fuckboy Island. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's got to razz him a bit, even though we're all proud of him. And then he came up to me afterwards. He was like, Dyke, you know, the only reason I did that show is because you told me about it and you told me I should go on it. And I was like, I don't even remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you created uh, You are responsible for this supervillain. No, I didn't create No, he's it. not a villain. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's hilarious. But I also end up, I always end up drinking, watching the show and then getting in my feelings when like, the girl he likes is kissing another girl. He's like, that guy's trash. You, you, don't be kissing him and then kissing Ben. What are you doing? Go wash your mouth yeah. out. <laughs> you mean kissing Dirty ass bitch. How dare you? He's a sweet boy. He's got a relationship with his mom. You want to kiss a king with that mouth? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> kiss a king with that <laughs> Stay strong out there, kings. Yeah. <laughs> this season, I have a hard time like liking the girls. Last season, they were like awesome. This season, like they turned up the ratchetness. What? to the roof yeah it was like the bad boys is like yeah you know i have seven stds i sleep around on i bang somebody's sister and then it's like what been Polizzi doing it's like oh i looked at his instagram and i thought he was married because he did a photo shoot because yeah. he's a model because he's so hot and, and famous <laughs> and literally that's like the worst thing that they've had is like yeah he's like aren't you married and he's like no no i'm not, <laughs> not even kind of that was a photo shoot <laughs> you talk to anybody who personally knows ben Polizzi. Nobody's got a fucking negative thing to say to him unless, yeah, I can't think of anybody who's got, had anything negative to say. He did give me a swirly once. I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> he I did. Look I, like I a asked guy for that it would though. Give you a he does yeah, look yeah. like that. He did slap me and say I couldn't read good one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> he told me I was ugly and I don't read good. <laughs> and if you're watching the show, let's just say this. I want to say this. Mercedes is a piece of shit. Yeah. Don't like him. Yeah. Don't yeah. like him. There's an adult man named Mercedes. There's yeah. a guy named That's Mercedes that is obviously mm-hmm. a piece of shit. But it like it kind of goes back to what you guys were talking about. I think off mic about like uh, good guys and bad guys is like yeah, you want the piece of shit versus the good guy. You know what I'm saying? It's Entertaining. Like, oh, why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate it. It's like it's like eating chocolate versus eating your green beans. You know what's easier about having a piece of shit, Sarah? Because then you you don't have to be a good person if you're with a piece of shit. You're like you're so shitty that I can be like mediocre shitty, mm. and you're automatically if the better person. Really good, then I feel like I have to like level up oh. to them, and I almost like to level down to their level as opposed to feeling like I have to like climb up and like try and meet them at their standard. Because when I do that, then like I got I lose a little bit of my self worth. So I would rather just date some piece of shit that like it's easier. Right. It's a uh, easier and also you don't have to actually show up. Right. That's yeah. the biggest thing is like, oh no, I've been a good person. You're obviously garbage. I've just been doing the minimum. And it's one of those things like when you have an issue like probably with attachment styles or like commitment, it's that's why we go after people who are basically unavailable because they suck or for whatever reason, you're just like, I don't have to try because you're already garbage. Yeah. <laughs> All right, welcome back to that game. What's a good sign a guy's a piece of shit? <laughs> I'm your host, Daddy Shane With me is Doc Michaels. Who's a piece of shit? Hey, we're looking for red flags. We're looking for fuckboys. <laughs> and go. Uh, I'm going to say, Sarah, you're up first. What uh, is a good sign of a piece of shit guy? He calls his mom a bitch. I oh, don't fucking like that. Yeah, he's Even like, if she is. Hit that applause yeah. button there. That's great. I've even, I've even dated a guy that's like, your mom's kind of a lot. And I'm like, oh I know she God. is, but that's like not your That's not your place to, to say. say. Mm. Yeah, like I know she sucks and she does some like right. over the top shit, but that's not your place that's to say mom. that. That's my mom. You don't get to say shit. Oh, I'll yeah. fight a bitch. Mm. Yeah. You gotta, talking about anyone's mom. You got to make a joke about it. What's your mom's name? 
Dana. See, this is what I would do. Like, if your mom did some wild stuff that we both know was wild, I'd be like, how's Dana? <laughs> That's what I do. You said Diana, right? Dana. 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 I just go, how's Dana? I'm like, what? what's Dana up to today? <laughs> you know? I do use Lisa as an act, like a, yeah. a noun for like. You can't an call anyone's mom a piece of shit. You right. cannot. Yeah. You can't do you that. You don't do that. You sarcastically even if, even say her if, name. Even your own mom, even yeah. if she is. Yeah, like, yeah. You just said you don't talk to your mommy. Yeah. Ugh. All right, that's a point four. Sarah yeah. Pop Tart. Yeah. Who, do you think, who do you think you are, Slim Shady? You <laughs> doing yeah. that? God, that's album's toxic. I do love Slim Shady though. <laughs> I think that's where my relationship issue started. Honestly. <laughs> oh fuck me. Mm. I loved Slim Shady as a teenager. You fell for a Detroit boy. Yeah, I love. Oh. I do like him trashy. Fuck. Yeah. God damn it. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh me. Oh yeah. Showed up to our first date. Uh, two bottles of champagne in. No, it's okay. I took a nap. What? Yeah. Two bottles of champagne in. This was our first time hanging out in public. Did, did he drive and pick you up? He, no, he, we, he drove and we met somewhere. He drove an hour to come meet me. <laughs> Sorry, I missed the parking spot. <laughs> <laughs> and then bragged about how big his dick is in oh. Zoomies. Oh, what's in Zoomies? In you guys met at a Zoomies? We met at the Hamilton Square Mall. And I was like, let's just go for a walk. He's like, okay. And he's like... Somehow his dick came up, and I was like, what? Have you ate today? He's like, I have. And I'm like, let's go to fucking, let's go to Yats. Uh, I made him pay for his own food, though. And you guys not yours sex though. bathroom. What? Not your food, though? No, I paid for my own fucking food. I was like, you don't get to have any kind of claim to this. This is my Yats. I should have made him pay for it, Sean. Sean. Mm -hmm. I'm getting, I, the bar is so mm -hmm. low, guys. Did you smash is the question. <laughs> To get two points. After he ate, he became very charming. Okay. Hey! <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm real bad. Yeah, that was a trick question. You lost. <laughs> I got finger banged in a park. Oh. Have we, has everyone had park sex? Has everyone had the... I feel like that's the, la the, the, the first bastion of, oh, we got nowhere else to go. Oh, really? Oh, for sure. I've yeah. had park sex. I also... We as had, a teen. That doesn't make you a piece of shit. Oh, not though. as an adult. I'm just saying, I, I, I definitely, <laughs> as a teen. Definitely I as a teen. Yeah. yeah. As an adult, I had sex in the, the guy I was hooking up with friends parking, like, Tennis area. like, I just came from a park. <laughs> <laughs> we banged in the back of his, his car, and he, like, we're at his friend's party. He's like, so we have nowhere to go. I'm like, did you, you just want to do it right here? He's like, we can just do it right here. Oh, yeah, I got real ratchet. I had, a, I had park sex in the middle of, uh, like the later part of fall when it was cold outside. <laughs> I feel like that's good. Outside or outside. in the car? Ooh. No. In the car? Like, no. Like we walked to a park and had sex. Like I laid down on the cold ground. <laughs> and then she laid upon me with her winter clothes on and just like pulled down her pants and we had cold ground sex. Oh, cold ground sex. But the, the this was like 16. This was like but the childhood are, sex. Oh, there's nothing worse than cold outdoor sex. Cause yeah. I've had like outdoor, like cold sex. And you're just like, this is the only part that's warm. And every time something slippery happens, it gets cold immediately. I think the older you get, I think the more mature you get or the more, yeah, into adulthood you get, there is an over under on sex of like I'd rather not have sex if it's gonna be this terrible. I like beds. You know, like right. if it's just like right. it's I not, could just not have sex on the cold ground. We could yeah. just Outdoor, wait till another when time. You get to be an adult, you're like, eh, I'm just gonna yeah. No, because once not, your brain's developed, you're like, you know what? I, the idea of outdoor sex and doing crazy shit is a cool idea in theory, but they were written in book, like in books by <laughs> old ladies that were horny. Mm. Right. It's an idea. 
you know what sounds nice? But having a place where I can efficiently pee after sex. Right. I ain't trying to get a UTI or fuck up my pH balance. Give me you, a room. You can't pee outside? Like, no. <laughs> there was a, I want to pee in a toilet. <laughs> there was a time I was, in, I, was in, I was in Cincinnati in college staying with a friend. He went to UC and my boyfriend and I went up there to see him together. And then we went and had outdoor sex on the football field, on the UC football field. Hot. No big deal. 50 yard line. Damn it. Yeah. See, as we're applauding this, I'm just which, like, that's wild. Which, you know, it was pretty cool. <laughs> I'm pretty cool. <laughs> cool girl. <laughs> but, like, we kind of forgot because we had been drinking. So we wake up the next morning and we have, like, this rash all over our backs. So we tell our friend, we're like, dude, you have bed bugs. <laughs> like, we have this rash all over us. We got fucking ate up, man. Like, you must have bed bugs in your house. So this man thinks he has bed bugs. And then, like, we're driving back to Muncie <laughs> from Cincinnati and he was like oh my god you know what these are they're they're chigger bites from <laughs> us having sex on that oh. football field and I was like oh. yeah. you had we, sex with chiggers yeah. yeah we just never told him you can't that say that anymore did, Sarah yeah. it's chigros <laughs> <laughs> chiggers it's chiggers <laughs> I've had sex with a chigger before <laughs> Me and, my, me and my boyfriend got freaking. We invited some chickas. I'm not going to lie. That is one of those words. Like I say it, I'm like. Oh. Are we wait, still wait. say this? Uh, all right. I feel that way we about should, Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger's name. I can't say it. and Or um, a Nicaragua. Oh, my God. Got to say it extra because I don't like how it says. Yeah, you do some stank on it. Wait, time out. Did Sarah just admit that she uses the N-word? No. No, you can I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll bop you. I'll no, I, I was confused. Canceled. I will I'm fight anyone for you. This is a. This is now a gotcha podcast. <laughs> hey, I'm kidding. Uh, you said ch. Is the ch word? It's fine, and we can respect our fellow chickas on the 50 yard line. Uh, we, we take a knee for them. I'm done. Um, I was being touched while I had to deliver that line. Dad, have you ever had a sexual experience in an outdoor park? One, I've never had sex. He's a so, good Christian man. So. Um, out, outside, there was a time when I was uh, driving, and is, this is bad. I, I think I've told this before. I was I was making out. I was uh, hooking up with this lady. Like we were driving, and we were young, and we we're and it was it was snowing outside. It was in the car, and uh, we I park on the long side of the this road. Feels like a made up story. <laughs> the way you're no, it was in a car. It was it was on the country You're road. road. <laughs> it was on the country road. Is this the movie Fargo that you're describing? <laughs> it was in the country road. <laughs> And and she she gets up on top of me. We're making that. We're doing the thing, and you know it's getting steamy. And all of a sudden, I see lights. And it, where I grew up, the country road isn't like inappropriate because there's a lot of the roads that are used at this time of night. But we see lights, and we're like, we we got to get out of here. So I turn on the car and try to get out of this ditch, and I start spinning my wheels. Mm. And so Did it you looks like a bitch. Oh, I was in the ditch. <laughs> and she was a bitch, to be honest. Um, <laughs> she was covered in chiggers. <laughs> <She> was... <laughs> so I Get out to... of that chigger, ditch. <laughs> <laughs> that ditch was fucking all the chiggers. <laughs> so I start spinning my wheels. I'm like, oh, like, we got to go. And she's trying to get back into the passenger seat. It looks like I'm stuck. I'm like, I'm like rocking back and forth like crap, we're stuck. And then some, the guy slows down because it looks like I'm stuck in the ditch. Yeah. And he's like, you guys need any help? And he just like looks in the window and knows what's going on. He's like, never mind. Mm. And then it ended after that. There was no continuing after no, that. No, you get soft after that. Well... Some people, some people do. <laughs> yeah, it's always soft. What are you doing? Soft. Are you shooting pool with a rope? 
when, when I was working <laughs> at uh, after that <laughs> a couple years ago when I was working at Hotel Tango still uh, there was this couple that came in and we had this like tasting menu and this couple and it was like a newer couple too they were like oh we're gonna start dating and they were like they were big on the fact that they wanted to drink one of everything on the new tasting menu and these drinks are like ten dollars a pop ten to thirteen dollars a pop and they probably had 10 to 15 drinks split between the two of them of these of these cocktails and stuff and then um it was like a sunday night so we weren't that busy they were good tippers they were fine and then at the end of the night i was the last one to leave and i go out to the back and they're just fucking in the driver's seat of the car and they were like in their late 30s early 40s good for them and and like and like it was a thing where i like i wasn't paying attention and then i like turned my car on and the lights just lit up everything that was going on. And I was like, oh, they're just like fucking it out in the driver's seat fucking right now. Well, I think I saw some sort of movement. I was like, what is that? Is there someone still in there? Because usually, you know, people were supposed to leave. And then I was just like, oh, and I felt like a snitch. I was like, look, oh, oh sorry. I got to go. You told? Continue. I mean, I, it was in the police report I filed. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely. OK, we've all been to the White Rabbit. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I no. one time walked in on somebody making out in the photo booth, and I definitely watched somebody I know personally's titties get sucked. I was like, "Oh no!" And I, I didn't mean to make a noise or interrupt. Which also, you're in a public space. Oh. Wait, wait. Are these two different things? There was a making out and a titty suck, or there they was were making a... out, and then I happened to see a titty oh. getting sucked at the same. They're like, ah, nice. does that make sense? I thought you wouldn't say that about me. <laughs> wow. To, I like getting my titty sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let's take a quick break on that. Let's take a quick I break. A joke. And we'll be right back no. with more Sarah Pop-Tarts. Oh. Hi, and welcome back to the Drunk Dial Podcast. Uh, we're here talking to um, local comedic legend, wow. Sarah Pop-Tarts. Legend. Legend. I will say this, I, and I, I mean this with no sense of irony or... Uh, Making talking talking of shits, I think you're the next person that's gonna pop from Indianapolis. Oh, hundred thousand percent! I think you're gonna be the next one to get called up to the big leagues. That is just a shock. He's like, really? No, I. He said he's agreeing. He said this to me before, and I was like, "You're fucking drunk." (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "You are drunk," and like, this is a problem. You know what? A hundred percent, though. Like, if you look at the heavy hitters in our scene. Ben has had a huge following, yeah. and it kind of built up from there with him doing stand-up and then obviously doing Fuckboy Island. Then this motherfucking got us over here. Yeah. Bitch, your writing ability has gotten so fucking beautiful over the years. The st- your concepts mm-hmm. are one of my favorite things. Not to mention the spots you're getting. Not to mention your TikTok following. Yeah. And your TikToks are fun. <laughs> I love what you've been pumping out lately. Oh, you, bitch, you, you are so talented. You created this whole TikTok following during COVID, I feel like. It was kind of after COVID. I was so sad during COVID that my TikToks were just sad. And then, and I I couldn't really figure it out. Actually, when I got COVID, I was locked in my room for like nine days. And I was like, all right, I am going to try and get TikTok famous. That's what I'm going to do during (laughs) these nine days. And I just kept posting all this sad shit because I was sad. And I was like, okay, that's not the angle. And I was trying to make like sad jokes kind of. And I was like, that's not it. And then finally, like, I think it took me having to be like a happier person Mm -hmm. to be able to present that online. And that's actually what, gets you a following is one just being vulnerable being yourself on there and two just 
It was almost like when I became a happier person, I started presenting that and I started getting people. People, people like, are attracted to yeah, it. People yeah. are attracted to it. It became like a light instead of like, oh, is she okay? <laughs> yeah. You're, no, you're very naturally magnetic, though. But I hear that and I, I appreciate that. I don't feel that way about myself, but I appreciate that I get told that a lot. Yes. So thank you. Did blowing up on social media come with like a like a influx of creeps or influx of like weird requests or like maybe not even like creepy dudes but like weird people in general like did that change at all or is that about always the same for like being a woman on the internet oh yeah. maybe um i feel so you asked me this the last time i was on your podcast oh. like three years ago you asked me if i get like creepy dms and i was like no i don't really um and so i've been thinking that for so long well it turns out that i have my page set on like a creator page and mm. i have for a while even before i really like had a big following i just set it to a creator page as a comedian. And I learned that I have message request. Mm -hmm. Mm. And so that's where all my creepy messages go. (laughs) And so I was just looking through them the other day and I was like, I could be making so much money from feet pics. And I didn't know. (laughs) You could still do it if you want to. That is your right. Wow. So there's just a whole creep spam file. file. Yeah. So I have have a spam file, which I like them being there. Because sometimes when I'm lonely, I'm like, man, maybe. Uh, I'll go through (laughs) them. But I like kind of having them blocked off. I don't think, I would say there is an influx of like people that I have found don't like me for certain reasons that I'm not sure why. Um, Internet haters. Yeah, just like, oh, you're, you you know, and I'll I'll look through like so many that are just like absolutely great comments. And I I know that I should stop going through my comments. I know that. It's very hard not to. And people tell me not to. But, you know, there'll be like a million like, not a million, but like, you yeah. know, just tons. You know, there'll be like a hundred, like, really nice things. And then there'll be one guy that's like, oh, pick me, girl. Or like, women still aren't funny. Or like, just like, what? for what reason are you fucking Yeah, fun? like, calm down on the eyebrows. Like, disrespect. No. Wait, someone mm. said calm down on the eyebrows? The someone most- asked me if I lost my eyebrow, my real eyebrows in a fire. And I was like, why would you say that, you dumb bitch? Like, that's so fucking rude. But there's so many good things, and, like, you look at the negative, and I don't know yeah. why I we get all so focus focused. In on them, yeah. yeah, and I will think about that negative comment for the entire day. I'll Aww. be at work all day just like, am I a pick-me girl? Am I acting like a pick-me girl right oh now? God. Like, is that my personality? I mean, I am kind of. I do tell jokes on stage, right. and I want everyone to look at me and laugh at me, so that's kind of a pick-me girl, but I don't feel like I... And then your brain starts cycling into this, like... It's like, just like it's just like self-deprecating pain. Like for some reason, it's just like you know what? I'm having an existential crisis. I hate myself. Yeah, I tried it myself to not look at those uh, comments too long. I delete them right away because I feel like they get off on the response, exactly. and they, they love the video responses. People get off on that because it's the same thing we're talking about. It's the the negative thing can be very easy and entertaining. Mm. But sometimes, bitch, I ain't got time for that. We got to not look at that and not give them that power of just like, cool, you wasted your energy Mm -hmm. today. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely just deleting them immediately is the way to go because then they don't see it. You don't see it. Nobody else sees it. Like, I also have my DM set on my TikTok that only my friends that I follow and like we follow each other back can DM me. I don't think anyone can DM me on TikTok. I've realized that. Because I've even had, like, people reach out to me on Instagram, like, for, like, collabs or whatever. And they're like, oh, can't message you on TikTok. I was wondering. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to set it up. So um, It's easy in your settings. But also, I feel like it's a it's good to keep. I like my messages being blocked on my TikTok mm-hmm. personally because the sea of teenage boys that are horny is awful. Yeah. It's specifically teenage boys and old men. Never mind. It's all men. I'm sorry. You guys' gender sucks. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know about your comments. But, like, First when I all, look at my comments, I'm like, 
They're not there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's there's no comments. I know everyone that comments on my shit by first and middle last name. <laughs> like there's no strangers in my comments. If there's a stranger in my comment, it's so obviously a fucking robot. Uh, it's so obvious. Like I'm a Korean <laughs> supermodel, <laughs> but I just started <laughs> Instagram two days ago. Hit me up a crypto. <laughs> yeah. so be a lot of bots. A lot of bots. A lot yeah. of bots. A lot of bots. Well, um, have cooler titties. Have you got? <laughs> I don't like the fact that you said have titties. You said cooler. <laughs> Pro bot over here. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. really bad. I'm sorry. That yeah. was mean. I don't. I still don't like it. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't have good titties. I have the best, <laughs> ma'am. Uh, Sarah, have you have you got to the point now where you have like uh, uh, young people coming up to you and asking you like comedy advice or asking like Ooh. how to how to get into Question. like because there was a weird. There's been a, a couple weird milestones for me, like doing comedy. Like the first was like, I think second year or whenever it was like started doing like the dugout when I started like hosting open mics. And then I realized like, oh, some people are going to start doing comedy at the thing that I created. Yeah. And I was like, that was weird because that, that felt like a level up. I was just like, I was a freshman in comedy and now someone's going to start comedy at the thing that I started. Yeah. And like now I'm like about like, we're all about five years in ish. Mm-hmm. Three, 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 four. Everybody Legal. say your number. <laughs> What's your number? Legally seven, but <laughs> uh, do I don't count the months of years. <laughs> so far. Uh, but uh, only three? That can't be I started right. in 2019, January mm-hmm. of 2019. I remember. Oh, my baby. Mm-hmm. January of 2019? Bitch hit the ground running, she, too. You really did, because like... You said something the other day. You were like, "Ah, oh, no one talked to me when I first started doing comedy." And I was you like, "You didn't." It's like I don't like me personally. I don't yeah, remember. I, don't, I mean, like, I don't. I don't think a lot of people talked to me at first. And I think, uh, it, I think it was more just like you didn't know me. You yeah. knew nothing about me, and I didn't really like. I went in full throttle into like writing and uh, like performing, but I didn't go in full throttle with like hanging out with anyone. Mm-hmm. I, I sure, just, you know, I had a kind of a life outside of stand You do up. have a very much like, not, not, I'm, not in like a bad way, but. You I have just, like consistent friends that you hang out with. Like you literally just went boating all weekend. <laughs> That's what Dyke actually said that the other day uh, after Indie's Funniest. I was like, oh, do you want to come to this rooftop party with us? It's going to be real chill. And he was like, I always forget that like you're a stand-up comic, but then like those are your friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I take him to this like, uh, bar and I'm like it's gonna be real chill it's just like real chill vibes get it up there and we get up there and it's just like damn you look good won't you back that ass oh up it's just God. blaring music I felt like I was on like MTV oh, spring break that's how <gasps> so I felt like up there I was just like yeah and I was like I was like everyone here is 22 yeah. and just grinding on each other <laughs> yeah. and oh, like and I'm just like I just want to drink and not to touch any bodily yeah, fluids yeah the bar line was like 20 minutes I was, I was like I'm sorry it was I, so weird I, I may have lied to you <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I'm a goofter gaster. It's a party, bitch. Get your pants down. <laughs> twerk, yeah. twerk, twerk. Let's have fun. <laughs> I feel like it was like hot tub time machine with Dyke and like, like <laughs> and we us just having flashbacks. I remember this crazy experiences. I'm like, what is going on here? I think the one time I hung out with your friend group, it was your birthday, and it was definitely a prerequisite to your guys's evening. We just got pizza, and I was like, this oh, is yeah. fun. I'm like, I'm tired now. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm old. Who knows what that night turned into? I know that you are beautiful and you wore pink, the most fluffiest pink sweater I've ever seen. Yes. I'm obsessed with that sweater. Yes, I put the birthday tassels on my nipples. 
But I'll, bitch. All right. I, w- I was going to start saying something before she said nipples, and I was like, I don't want to talk right now. <laughs> before you say what you say, I want to make note that Sarah's also a fucking... You're one of my favorite fashion inspirations. Like, your outfits are definitely some of my fucking favorites. Because I just... I literally just made a video about it the other day that a guy came up to me after the show and he was like hey I was just wondering like do you always dress like that or is it just because of all that white trash material you do (laughs) I'm in my favorite cheetah jumpsuit right now you have Shania Twain chic vibes about you (laughs) bitch I'll fucking find him and I'll fight him for you and I I want to say this in the most respectful way possible and the best way to do that is uh, after five drinks (laughs) but let's watch I, I feel like uh, along with you, like your comedy getting uh, better, and and like you just hustling and grinding, I feel like you're also like uh, purporting yourself in a way that like someone who's getting famous is. Like I feel like you're like hitting the gym, you're getting on, up. you're getting on stage, like a like a person who's ready to be on TV. Like I like I've seen you this whole time, and it's always been good. But don't get me wrong, like way better than anyone in this room. And, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, Dick. Wait. We're both so beautiful. We don't compare friends, bitch. I meant me and Thad. Sorry, but that. Um, but uh, no, I'm just like I was just like, oh, she's getting ready for something. Like she's getting ready. Getting ready for something to I be think famous. I'm, I'm for the first time like really focusing on myself, and and I'm not. I don't know. I think happiness and a glow up comes a lot from just being happy, mm-hmm. and as much as it might think like. I'm thinking like, oh, I'm going to the gym now and I'm trying to eat healthy and that's why I feel like I look prettier. But really, it's just like I'm a happier person mm-hmm. and that will glow off of you. And, and yeah. when you're happy, you're going to make other people happier. And when you make other people happier, they think you're prettier. I, I think that's just what happens. Oh, that's a real thing. It's called confidence. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm like executing confidence. You know, I'm not like fucking DJs anymore. I'm like being sad <laughs> at the club. Like I'm just not doing stuff like that anymore. I'm like doing things for me. I'm doing yes. more stand up. I'm writing. I'm making these videos. I'm like doing everything that like I always said that I was going to do if I didn't have some like dumbass dude bringing me down. Yeah. And I think that executes like more positive and pretty vibes. I just love that you're being nice to my friend. It's so nice. <laughs> I think you're gonna be. I think you're gonna be in the cultural like zeitgeist in the next year or two. Zeitgeist. I, I, yeah, like you're gonna be like you're gonna be out there. You're gonna be bigger than Indianapolis within the next oh, two years. Yeah, hundred percent. I feel that. I feel that for you. I see your you're gonna trajectory. You're going to make it look effortless. It's going to be crazy. We're going to really try to call you on the drunk dial, and you're going to be like, Dyke and Thed, who? That sounds Shut familiar. It sounds know. familiar. I feel like I used I to know someone like that. I did a show with them once. <laughs> I don't remember. Don't recall. Teda, you're very pretty. I'm sorry. I feel like- <laughs> you are beautiful. Shut the fuck up. You are like the spicy version of me. Like, oh my god! I feel like spicy blonde friends look, always. You're part of the show now, so I have to like. I have to. You have to. What does that do for you? That make you feel good about no, yourself? No, no, no. I'm like, look. I'm just saying, you're one of us. You know, you're one of us. While you're on the show, while you're on the show. Now, as soon as you leave the show, you could you could be a. That's a, true. We a, have discussed this. Every time I do leave this yeah. room, I do get extra hot. Yeah. immediately. Mm-hmm. I will say, when I like first started doing comedy too, I like was kind of myself. I like dressed up and stuff for it. And then there came a point where I was like, no, I have to start dressing down. I can't be like the girl that I am and also be funny. I thought Mm. that nobody would find me funny if I was like this, like conventionally attractive Mm. blonde girl, people wouldn't find me funny anymore. And so I kind of steered away from that. And I was wearing like flannels on stage and just (laughs) kind of like put my hair in a bun and was like trying to be like, I'm white trash. Like, and I think I got lost in that and then kind of like 
just recently came back to like, no, I can do, I both. can do both. Yeah. I can yeah. be like, a, a, I wasn't trying to make a comment on your attractiveness either. I was, <laughs> I just meant to say that like, yeah, you look like a person on your way to Hollywood. Like you look like a person who's like think, thinking about your like your future, like so thinking about your image, like, like, oh, like, oh, she's going to be in a commercial kind of the same way Ben Polizzi's on TV. I was just like, oh, I think Sarah's about to pop. I could tell she's 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 getting bigger than Indianapolis. So far, you have the, the magic touch. You've been right about Ben and now maybe you're going to be right about her. I'm I like so. I'm like good luck Chuck, but yeah. of comedians. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. That's very funny. You're about to pop. I feel like this one's about to pop. Yeah. I'm the Missy Shore of the Midwest. I'm the Missy Shore. <laughs> Start wearing a hat. Wear a hat. I don't know why I'm doing Missy Shore. Like, like I know her. Like, yeah. I like hung out with her. Like, yeah, this is her. I don't you're, know. You're Missy as Roseanne. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm doing. Yeah, I'm doing impressions Dan. of her. Dan. Oh my god, that was a really good yeah. Dan. And I, I would have to say, I would have to agree. Yeah. I'm, and, and also, I'm so here for all my friends yes. blowing up. Let's go and, yeah. and and doing things like. Uh, That's good. I, I'm 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 so excited every time I see a, a meal. Joaquin get yeah. get uh, new faces oh, when, so I see, when I see when I see when I see when I see Ben on HBO Max. I'm like, these are the fucking homies right here. Like this is fucking wonderful. Like, yeah, this is yeah. This it's a real is fun time wonderful. in Indianapolis. It is, it is a real it's, fun time. It does feel like Christmas in Indianapolis. And like I I am one of those dudes like. I do want to see my friends blow up. Like, I'm happy when you're getting shows. I'm happy when my friends go out and, like, you're killing it, Tina, right now. Like, you're, like, hitting it, like, so freaking hard. Like, you're, like, okay, there was a time there was, like, the most hardest worker. Like, people celebrated the hardest worker yeah. in, in, like, Indianapolis for some reason. Because talks about it. We can't unsee it. You're like, oh, my God, look at that person go. Right, right. And, like, and now it's everybody. Everybody is. Everyone everybody. in this room is the hard, one of the hardest people working people I know. You oh know, God, like that's true. Yeah. I always like. I always think it's crazy that like, especially you, Tana, you have like a full time job, and then you're doing all these shows outside of it, and then you're producing shows like four shows a week. You're also doing stand up, and I'm like, I work. You know, between hair and the restaurant, I might work 30 hours a week at most. Mm -hmm. And then also to, like, get all the stand-up yeah. and, like, trying to make the videos, everything. I'm, like, I'm overwhelmed, so I don't even know how you're, like, producing shows. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, though, that's a, such a different kind of busy, though. Like, you, the fact that you maintain such a successful TikTok following and consistent content, that is so fucking amazing. Because I'm so, like, I want that, but my focus is, like, on this other stuff, too. So, don't sell yourself short. You do a lot. No, but I want to like produce a show or something. But every time I'm like, I just like, I don't have time. You don't Even have time. Do. And that's okay. <laughs> I so love enjoy those moments where you get to be fucking free. I had to take some shit off my plate because I literally was making myself sick with how busy I was being. Yeah. Yeah. I love opening my TikTok and seeing like you with like a beard for some reason. And then just being like, <laughs> she's about to do something ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was really good. <laughs> All of them are really good. The creativity like just kind of glows. And I like I feel like when some people say that about a TikTok, they're like, no, nah, that's stupid. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, no, yeah. there is something very special about if you can make entertaining content in short form and the fact that you came up with it and it's just like I'm immediately zoned in. Holy shit, you're doing something great. I feel like you created, a, this is the last nice thing I'll say, and then it's just going to be rude the rest of the Thank night. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm starting to get anxiety. <laughs> but, like, I feel like you, I feel like you opened up a, a whole new lane of comedy with your, like, uh, uh, <laughs> 
judging girls by the bags that they God wear. God damn it, yeah. that's so and funny. I was just like, like this isn't even like necessarily guy centric comedy, but I was like, it's really fun. And I just saw like every woman's reaction was like, oh my god, she's so right. And I was like, oh man, like there's something when you tap into something that like everyone, everyone, yeah, everyone are knows listening to it good. because they're like, oh, should I know? And then the women are like, ah, oh, this is that. And like on Instagram, it didn't get as many like comments, but on TikTok, it was like. Boom, Again, boom, boom. it was like it was like oh, that's not me. That's not true. I'm like, okay, like this is a joke. Yeah, obviously, yeah. I like that it originally it like that whole that whole video immediately reminded me of your first early bits talking it about was. that phone. And that I was love my that. very very first joke I ever wrote. And I mean, obviously, it elevated from there, and it elevated so far that I don't even use it on stage anymore. So I was like, shit, I'm just gonna put it on the internet because I'm not really. And that's where a, a lot of bit. my jokes go to die is TikTok. Jokes that I've kind of thrown yeah. out for stage, yeah. I just put them on TikTok. So smart. Oh my God. I love you so much. <laughs> you his baby. I mean, can, can you drop a beat for yeah, me? Yeah, absolutely. Did you have one more thing? I'm sorry. I feel like I cut you off. Uh, I, I didn't have another thing. I think we <laughs> we blew her up enough. You yeah, know. will you just insult me for just a minute? No. Don't yeah, you fucking jail yeah, both of yeah, I'll, I'll do it over the plug. I'll, do it over, the, I'll do it over the plug. We'll do one roast. roast, please. We'll do yeah, some, Sarah, everybody do one roast. Sarah Huntington yeah. is just a real white trash piece of shit. She's probably going to die in a pool. They're going to find her body. Above ground pool. <laughs> floating in an above ground pool <laughs> in the next two summers. Uh, what do you got? Don't do this. I can't say something mean. You know you can say something mean. I know you've thought about it. <laughs> I actually don't think of anything negative about you. You are my queen of the trailer park. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. Yes, that was you. kind of. There we trailer go. Park there we She's go. just the person park I can talk queen. about all the trashy shit with because we're yeah. from very similar towns. Hillbilly yeah. bitch. Yeah, bitch. Uh, you look like uh, <laughs> you were mean to nerds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I dated the nerds, actually. Wow. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> Sarah Huntington, where can people find you and follow you on social media? Keep up with everything that you're doing. Sarah Pop Tarts on everything. Uh, Sarah Huntington on Facebook. If you're old. <laughs> now I yeah. saw I saw you wear out, out and about wearing some sort of Pop Tart swag. Is that available for mass consumption, or was that a one? Was that like an art piece? Uh. Oh, no, that is for not for mass consumption, but I am going to have some irresponsibility pockets that I'm going to be putting out. So um, if you are listening to the purse bit at all, it's going to be the thing that you put on the back of your phone case and it's just going to be a big pop tart. So nice. those should be in this week. Yeah. Tina McDonald. Oh, me? Okay. Well, fuck. <laughs> you find me on Instagram at Horchata Del Rey and you can find me on TikTok at Lumpy Tentacles. That's Lumpy T-E-N-N-A-H-C-L-E-S. <laughs> I will say this, Tenna. I think you are the hardest working person in Indianapolis. That's what I was trying to say. And um, I know. Second. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you're going to be the next person to pop off, but I think that you're going to have an empire soon. An entire Ooh. ass empire. How about that? That's really nice. Uh, Daddy Shay. I like how Dyke's like playing like the gamekeeper of like, Indianapolis. <laughs> I like this game. Yeah. I do too. You're like a brujo. Yeah. It's like a real Dungeons and Dragons of Indianapolis. Yeah. Like I'll give you. He's the, the DM. I mean, if I'm wrong, there's zero consequence. <laughs> well, you've already got one person on TV. Yeah. Well, maybe two people on TV. Anyways, we'll see. We'll see. There's there's more to come. You can find me at Fab McKee. That's Instagram and Twitter. That's all. At Dyke Michaels on all social media. Uh, hey, guys, follow all the comics that you hear on here on social media. Check them out. Oh, really? We only have funny people. Seriously. And uh, they're even funnier if you catch them on stage. Uh, and... I'm not kidding when I say these people are about to be famous. You're getting in on the ground floor. 
getting are you are you gonna do the sound drops next week no you're just gonna help him <laughs> no maybe like uh all right thank you guys so much we'll see you next time on the drunk dial i love you thank you goodbye hi corinne turnbow you're on the drunk dial podcast hi how you doing today i'm good should i be drunk or are you guys drunk oh you know it's 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 however you want to participate i just had a little cocktail uh you don't have you don't have to be drunk but you know do what your heart desires babe yeah are you a drinker okay great i am a drinker but i also recently just got a dui oh (laughs) all right all right what's your uh, what's your drink of choice uh, so I am a hood baby from West Side of Cincinnati. So dark liquor like Hennessy, okay, is a go-to Crown Royal because you get that cute little bag. <laughs> uh, I do like liquor that comes with accessories. I had a friend. Yeah, uh, I had a friend back in the day, and he would uh, keep uh, uh, underwear of girls he hooked up with in a Crown Royal bag. Oh he my would, god! He'd steal their panties and, and keep them like trophies in a. In a crown royal bag. How old was he? I have, I have one crown royal bag that I keep all my spare change in. Anytime I like actually have cash and break a dollar, I have change. I have a crown royal bag that I call my retirement fund <laughs> that I keep my spare change in. And then I have another crown royal bag that because I'm poor and w- just refuse to buy a regular like toiletry bag, mm-hmm. I'll I'll go out, <laughs> I'll go out of town. And pull out of my suitcase a big ass crown royal bag that has like my toothbrush, toothpaste, like face stuff, and just all kinds of shit. Like all kinds of shit, just in a random crown royal bag. That's great. I uh, I put all my uh, toiletries like for the past I don't know how long. It just it's in an old gallon Ziploc bag. It's the same bag. I haven't changed it. Ew. And uh, <laughs> do you know, do you know a com- you know Dwight Simmons comedian? Uh, he took me on the road with him to uh, to Wiley's in Ohio, and we're sharing a hotel room. And I'm unpacking my stuff, and I'm like, "Oh, this is embarrassing for other people to see." <laughs> I was embarrassed when you telling me. I was like, "Dyke, you're a grown up." Yeah, I didn't think about it until like another man saw it, and then I was just like, "Oh, this is ratchet as hell." Like, <laughs> by the way, you're on, you're on the line with three other comedians. It's uh, it's Tenna and Thaddeus McKee, who you met uh, last week. Yeah. And then comedian uh, Sarah Huntington is also in studio. Hello. Hi, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy you're on. I'm so stoked. I, like, yeah. literally just squawk about how amazing and what a goddess you are on a very regular basis. I'm like, y'all are going to love her. Watch her right now. Yeah. I, was- I really appreciate that. I really just want, like, I want Tina to record my voicemail. I want <laughs> Tina to record... Like just this video that I force myself to watch every morning as be like, You're a goddess, you're gonna rock and I'm like, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Baby, I would totally give you affirmations every morning. Um I actually get paid to do that on OnlyFans. Boys will just have me give them affirmations, just like, Hey, can you tell me I'm gonna have a good day? I'm like, five dollars, please and then I do. Wow. That's amazing. I should do that with my tits out. You can. You literally can. <laughs> Boys will pay for anything. They're like, Boobs are involved. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm gonna pay for that. <laughs> Thanks, Tenna. <laughs> You're welcome. What's uh, your OnlyFans again? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Corinne, I, I just saw you for the first time last week, and uh, and you fucking killed it. It was it was really. Oh, isn't she amazing? 
Well, it really also brings up an open mic too. Like you know, like when you when you've been like kind of tortured with uh, <laughs> just a line of the same school shooter over and over again, you know, and then and then you see a uh, comic get up there and really. Like an artist, you know, yeah. like an actual performer. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was. It was like, yeah, it was like getting a pineapple after being like drowning in the desert. You know, it was just oh, like that's real. so refreshing. That's really nice. Did you just say it was the same lineup of school shooters? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You were the, you were there. You saw them. You know what they look like. They always saw them at the same time too. I can't. Uh, that is my that is my absolute fave. And my really fave thing is that school shooters have went from those terrible 90s ghetto movies to white boys. Mm -hmm. And like, I really appreciate y'all taking that one off our hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice to get off. <laughs> what, how long have you been, uh, how long you been doing stand-up comedy for? I have been doing stand-up comedy for nine years. Mm. And it fucking shows, you're so talented. Yeah, there's a, there's a polish that mm -hmm. I think after a while they like, and it's a weird kind of compliment that like, like that I've got from other comics and that, but it, there's something where you're just like, Oh, I can tell, you know, this person has been doing it for a while. Like mm -hmm. this person knows the game, you know, and it like in, in any different kind of style or whatever. But I was just like, Oh, like this isn't, you didn't just, this isn't just like someone's accidentally funny at work and got <laughs> up there and did this. It's What's funny about that is like, I appreciate that. Thank you for that compliment. Definitely. Um, I don't take compliments well, so I'm trying to oh, do man. that better. And so anyway, um, I just got here, though. You would think like, oh, you've been killing it for like five, six years. Absolutely fucking not. I've been bombing for like <laughs> eight and a half years. Wow. And y'all just came up <laughs> on like this six months where I've actually been like a real fucking comedian and that's even questionable to me right now because it's like uh, that was okay like I I don't know so I'm saying like I'll take that and that's amazing but it's not one of those things that I really even it doesn't even make sense to me yet because I just got here I literally just got here it it it, ha it was like years of just being shitty. <laughs> like I don't even I don't know a better way to put it. Before I was like, okay, maybe this is where your footing is. And even still now, I question certain things. Like I don't think that's funny, and I don't know if that's going to go over, and I don't know what that sounds like or whatever. But what do you I'm think? Here, the, what do you think the turning point was? Um, I want to say the first part was like, okay, so a lot of my comedy is 96% all things that actually happened to me, mm -hmm. but just an exaggerated story of that, right? Yeah. So for a while, I would try to pull from like my friend's experiences, like, oh, she's having boyfriend trouble or my other friend who's having like this type of like different job trouble or even my friends who have kids and I would try to pull from their experiences and write a joke for me from that. And it just wasn't organic. Mm. And so when I really like tapped in to, well, just be your most vulnerable self, tell your stories, mm -hmm. like tell the things that are truest to you. Um, that's that I would say was 
the first thing. And then the second thing was just kind of like, don't you, you've been, you've been bombing like this whole time or you have bombed before. So don't be afraid of that. Like if you, if you give, get up there and literally like, don't give a fuck, Mm -hmm. then you like that, that it's, it's so much power and just not giving a fuck. Cause you don't care. You're not in it for any other reason than to maybe like heal some childhood traumas for not getting enough attention. <laughs> because that's the most I feel so seen. Oh God. No. Cause you have a certain kind of room control that is very beautiful to see. Like the way you can conduct a room. Cause I love the style of comedy where you're just like, I feel like I'm talking to one of my best friends right now. And that's how you conduct <laughs> yourself. Cause I think one of the things that always helped me remember like this sec is it can go either way, but for the thing is, no one in the audience knows I'm gonna fuck up. Mm-hmm. I have the control of this room right now. And when you go out like that, it is a very freeing feeling, and you definitely exude that. Right. And while we're talking about how you did, like I went there, I, I went to a show, and the show was canceled, so I was kind of bummed. And I was like, oh, I'm not even performing on this mic. What good could come from an open mic? <laughs> and then I and I saw Bitch. you up there, and I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> no. This is not good comedy. I hate you so much. I love it, and it's great comedy. And, and <laughs> that's what I decided. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, you honestly made my night that night. And I was like, oh, this is what comedy is supposed to do. It's supposed to make yes. our nights. If you're feeling down and depressed, oh, wait, I feel lighter now. I'm, like, talking to more people. I'm doing finger guns for no reason. And that was you. You did that. I feel like we just watched I, American Idol, I, Judge. I, <laughs> you weren't a good singer. You were great. <laughs> Listen, I don't know if I've gotten any higher competition in firing somebody to finger gun for no reason. Yeah, that's, uh, that can... means a ton. And I really do appreciate that. Um, yeah. It comes from like, I, I, I came, um, well, one, I was the, I was a fat black girl in a Catholic high school, right? Mm-hmm. You you either will think it you either will get the type of attention that you don't want, which mm-hmm. is let's call you like the Queen Latifahs or just whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whatever dumb shit that sixteen year old boys were calling me at the time. Mm-hmm. And so you could take that attention and shrink or you could take that attention and like absorb it like Black Panther suit did and then <laughs> throw that power back at them with yeah. greater force. And so I was kind of forced to like command a room at a very early age uh, without knowing that I was doing that for the reason of eventually telling jokes. And so that, and then just being a black woman in a predominantly, as you saw, like white male, it was like several white males that came before me. And then I think other than me and the other host was like the only black women that you saw all night. Right. Um, And they were doing finger guns too, but for different reasons. Right, right. Think like right, and so just always not always taking that quote unquote responsibility of knowing that I'm going to be one of the few persons that looks like me in this space. I always make sure that if I'm going to be forced to represent that because I just am because that's 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 the first thing two things you're going to see about me is that I'm a black woman. And so I can't run from that. I can't hide from that. And I don't want to. I want to lean into that as much as possible. And if I'm going to lean into it and be forced to represent those two groups, I'm going to do a damn good job at it. (laughs) I got to tell you, uh, one of my favorite jokes, and I'm not going to, like, spoil the joke, but you you have a joke about, like, a niece of yours pegging someone. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> one, it's just it's. I mean, to me, it was just like a a, a masterpiece because <laughs> it one, it's really funny. Obviously, it has to be funny first. But two, it kind of really tackles like this sensitive issue of like homophobia in the black community. And like, I felt like you zigzagged and like rode that line where it was like you didn't you didn't spare anything for it to be like hilarious, but it also like it, it didn't come across as like offensive or whatever. And like, I feel like you, that doesn't get enough credit right. for like how masterful that joke was. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, you really like took it like to the edge, Facts. you know, and it was just like, that's something that doesn't always get talked about in comedy. And like, and you did it at a gay bar, you know? And I was just like, and every, everybody fucking dying, you know? And I was just like, I was like, this, this might be the perfect joke. <laughs> I don't know. Like, this is it was good. the temperature change of that joke. Like the set was nonstop fucking hot. Mm -hmm. And then you get to this bit and you immediately just command. All right, we're going to talk about, it seems very right. serious. And slap you in the face is so fucking funny. And it's so fucking fun. It's such a fun bit. I, I was worried about that bit too, because I didn't think like she kept explaining, she's like, Do you guys know what pegging is? Like, oh, this is not gonna go well. <laughs> and she said it twice, like, Y'all know what pegging is? I was like, Of course we know what pegging is. This is a gay bar. <laughs> right. And so the thing is, okay, so first of all, I was not allowed as a lot of women, as a young black woman and just young black person and just a young person period like us 80s 90s babies and i can't imagine 70s and 60s babies like you're just not allowed to explore your sexuality just period mm -hmm. you're definitely not allowed to when you're a woman you're definitely not allowed to when you're a black woman so the idea that i am so far removed where i genuinely found out what pegging was in that moment and i'm a full 30 something year old woman and the next generation or like one or two generations after me not only knows what it is, but it's damn near like trying to practice it or whatever. It just, it literally blew my mind and it blew my mind in such a way that, um, I was, I was genuinely, I was genuinely happy for her because I wish that, I would have had the opportunity to explore my sexuality in such a healthy and positive way because the other jokes that I tell where I'm like, I let a guy fuck me on a food time mattress. or I let a guy <laughs> like, <laughs> like I let a guy do like stupid shit, like fuck me outside in their garage or whatever, just because <laughs> neither both of us live with our parents. It's <laughs> like, Cause we as, as teenagers were like doing stupid shit and yeah. we weren't, and I don't know. I know I did not have any safe places to talk about my shit with somebody who I could feel comfortable or could have at least given me just better and healthier ways to explore that. And so I, first of all, was genuinely proud of her for just having that level of energy. And then I was genuinely proud of like me and my and my brothers and sisters and all of our little village that have created a space for the generation like after us and the generation that will that is our literal like children to say hey like you can have open and honest conversations and that doesn't have to lead to be little men or like to be berated or be made shamed of i want you to i don't want to teach you what to think i want to maybe teach you like how to think 
Mm-hmm. So therefore you can come to your own decisions and your own conclusions about stuff. And then also like let black people know, like it's okay for little black girls and little black boys and people in general, but then specifically to like explore their sexuality. And also telling that joke in a predominantly black crowd of like 30 plus year olds, mm-hmm. you'll be surprised about how many of them don't know what pegging is. Uh, I'm not yeah. surprised. Like, pegging is not <laughs> something like your uncle James on your mom's side, <laughs> yeah. he does not know what pe- Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I have to I know at the gay bar they know what pegging is, but anywhere yeah. else I tell that joke just about, no mm-hmm. idea. That makes sense. But a fifteen year old girl knows though. Oh yeah. Sixteen year old girl's probably done it a few times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah i definitely agree there wasn't like a safe space when like i was growing up to really talk about that stuff my mom took me to a doctor when i was 16 and she just got i got that implant on just the thing put in my arm Mm. and i was like what is Mm -hmm. this and my mom's like you won't get pregnant i'm like i'm not having sex she's like don't want to talk about it that's the end of that and (laughs) i just couldn't get pregnant until i was 18 well like i think it's 99 percent effective but we just never had a conversation about it at all weird wow (laughs) right my mom was overly open with me. Like, I remember the day we, like, she always t- t- was very open with me about sex. And I remember the day I was like, Mom, I've decided I wanted to go I- enter the sex stuff. And she, like, I remember we had just got back from grocery shopping. And she immediately just pulls out of the driveway and takes me to CVS and buys me all the condoms and all the spermal cell <laughs> lube. And she's like, and we're going to discuss how to use this. I'm like, oh, okay. You said I want to start entering the sex stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to start entering the sex stuff, mama. (laughs) So did that conversation go good? Yeah, I was always really comfortable with talking about my mom when it comes to sex. Our emotions? No. Sex? That's fine. Yeah, all my dad said was, don't sleep with girls. I said, yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Think I know what you're talking about. (laughs) I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, Grin, what was your your worst bomb of, of memory? My worst bomb of memory. Oh, shit. Okay, so... (laughs) So, I was asked to do a church show. Oh, my gosh. I felt it. (laughs) Did they know what pegging was, or... (laughs) No, and the thing is... They they probably did, and they were probably like, "Bitch, shut up! You telling all of our secrets." <laughs> <laughs> you did the pegging joke at the church. That's amazing. I did. Not, I did not do the pegging joke at the church, oh, okay. but I did like do the soft version of the abortion joke at the church. Mm. Glorious. And, and the thing is, I'm like, it's about God. Yeah. Um, at least that was my. That was my logic down it, and they did not. They did not. They did not like that anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're talking. They gave me. Go ahead. They gave me my money, but they refused to feed me. And I thought, wow, no potato salad. What? (laughs) No potatoes. (laughs) And I was way more disappointed about not getting a plate than I was about getting some. I was. Oh my god! That's a very powerful kind of religious guilt. They're just like, oh no, we'll pay you still, but you are not getting food. But right, fuck. exactly. That's, 
Yeah, I don't understand, honestly, why that went wrong. I mean, <laughs> you had all the things. You talked about abortion. <laughs> you talked about pegging. And what I've known from church, they love that stuff. <laughs> so, shame on them. Was it was it supposed to be a clean show? Did they, did they tell you? It was definitely supposed to be a clean show. And in my head, because I was like so, I was just so stupid at the time. I was like, okay, well, I just won't cut. Mm. But all the subject matter was yeah. the same, and I didn't, and I didn't translate it, and that's really my fault. I'll take that, and I probably did it on purpose a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. There we like go. Subconsciously, I was like, "That's what you get for making me wake up early all those other Sundays." <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, though. Like, hey, we're gonna pay you because we're we're good Christians, <laughs> but you're not going to. Eat. You're not gonna eat. <laughs> we already gonna... wrote the check, so <laughs> we're, we're just gonna right, give no, it to you. <laughs> we already had the secretary write the check, uh, <laughs> so we're gonna give it to you. But you are, we we're gonna ask you to leave though. <laughs> I've never, uh, I've never done church. I've never done church comedy, and I don't know if I could do it. Wait, you've never done the Church of Cannabis? No, I've never done any kind of church. And I, I've like only done a few clean shows, and every time I just feel like I'm like, how clean? What are we talking? Mm-hmm. I feel like that, like the rules are always different depending on who you ask. It really does. No, I feel like with corporate shows, yeah. and like their biggest thing with like quote clean shows, it's like PG 13, like fucking two and a half men. Yeah. I've done church shows, but they've always been hippie shows, like the Church of Cannabis. And I've done a uh, church that was like, uh, I can't remember what kind of church it is, but it's like a church that primarily works with queer youth. And I was like, all right, we can have fun here. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, I've done several churches since then where I just talk about old black churchy shit, like um, like church fans and shit, <laughs> and how they how they like want to be stingy with church fans and like why they wear the white gloves and just uh, like every black pastor owns a Cadillac and just all yeah. kinds of shit. <laughs> just covering all the fashion. I think that's yeah, good. I, yeah, think, like, I think it's good to have like a good toolbox to be able to pull from mm-hmm. and like. I don't like some people like, well, is that pandering? Like, no, like, look, at the end of the day, the whole goal is like, I'm trying to make whatever group laugh. And if I come into this group, I mean, I've, I've played in front of like real conservative audiences before. And like, they'll have me like, they'll be like laughing, laughing, laughing. And then I have one joke where I say, fuck the police. And like all the laughs stop. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, I just, I'll, I don't know. I'll reward that joke. Every time I say nigga to a predominantly white audience, I never know that I, every fucking time that could go left or right. And mm-hmm. then if I just keep, if I keep saying it, I'm like, it, it either is going to get a lot looser or get a lot tighter. And I'm like, I don't really carry the way. I said, I have a joke where I, I have a one joke where I say it. And uh, like, it's for effect, right? It's like, you could either use it a hundred times. You could use it once. And like sometimes I don't like sometimes if they like laugh too hard I don't like it. Yeah, that laugh didn't feel right. That last <laughs> one didn't feel right at all. Oh my god, can you drop a B for me, uh, Karen? Thank you, Jesus Christ, Karen. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, hey, if people want to follow you, and I'm telling you, you want to follow her. You want to follow her. Uh, where can people keep up with you and follow everything you're doing on social media? Um. So Facebook is going to be my first and last name, Karen Turnbow. That is spelled K-R-I-N-E-B-O-W. And then literally every other social media, um, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, all of the other stuff is damn Corinne. 
B A M N K A R I N Damn Bread. I follow back. I respond. So please give me a shout. Um, yeah. Hey, thank you so much for talking to us today. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I had a great time when I came up in class. Uh, every time I work with tennis, it's amazing. I'm so glad to have all these wonderful people. And I just cannot wait to come back up to Indy. Yes, baby. I all love right. you. We look forward to it. We'll see you next time. Bye. All right. I love you guys. Bye. 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 Hey. Hey, real quick on those socials, I feel like it cut out a little bit. I want to say that was Corinne Turnbow, uh, K-A-R-I-N-N-E, Turnbow, T-U-R-N-B-O-W, and then it was also uh, at Damn Corinne on the rest of the socials. Juicy Dragon. Make sure she gets that good plug. She's really, really funny. Literally makes me sweaty. It makes my cheeks hurt. She's so (laughs) fucking funny. I'm not talking about my butt. I'm talking about my face cheeks. She's, no, like, if you just want to be blown the fuck away, please follow her. Like, fuck, I love her so much. And that's what we call a double plug. Double plug in. How do you you spell Corinne? K-A. K-A-R-I-N-N-E. I'm so sorry. K-R-C. K. I'm sorry. I had a stroke. (laughs) Listen to the old (laughs) magic school bus over here. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. My brain is bad.